this crazy world we live in, when people use the word geek, it can create certain impressions. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream. Let's learn about the real people behind the stereotype. I'm your super dummy Paul. This is Geek. Max Byrne. I am the host of the Mandatory Marvel and DC podcast on the Comics in Motion Network, which we're about 22, 23 episodes into at the moment. We've been doing that for about a year or so, which is great fun. Uh, basically, the show is myself and a special guest, or sometimes guests, plural. And we literally, well, actually, the guest picks, not me, a classic Marvel or DC. It has to be either of the big two. Uh, we don't do indie on there. There's a great indie comic spotlight show on the Comics and Motion Network that our mutual friend Tony does. So mine is just the big two, Marvel and DC. And the guest comes on and they pick a particular book, graphic novel or story arc, just something that they really like. And then we spend sort of an hour, hour and a half talking bollocks about it. So it's a good show to do. It's a good show to hopefully um, listen to. I'll let other people be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot and being part of the sort of Comics in Motion setup, uh, the Comics in Motion family, if you will, is uh, is a great thrill for me, really, to be to be part of that and to have uh, sort of met and interacted with some truly wonderful and talented creative people. It's uh, it's been a godsend, really, on amongst this sort of COVID twelve months we've all been living in on uh, planet Earth. So it's given me uh, some semblance of uh, of sanity, we should say. Uh, and other than that, I also do some writing as well. I write uh, reviews and articles for a few different websites. Um, there is Dark Knight News, which is an American site, um, which is predominantly based in and around the Batman character. And I've reviewed different comics for them. I'm currently just started reviewing the actual Batman comic for them, like the main flagship comics. That's a real honor to have been given that, which I've, uh, I think my first one just got published the other day. So that's really good. Um, I write for DC World, which is a, a UK website. It's probably, the I think, the biggest fan site of its a DC Comics fan site I should say in the UK in terms of its sort of size and its groups of followers I've been doing that for about two or three years now for them I review uh, TV shows so I review um, Titans for them Doom Patrol Stargirl uh, Swamp Thing although Swamp Thing's not coming back in it so I'll scrub that one but the other three I review for them um, which I've been doing for a few years now uh, I also write for uh, the great Steve J. Ray's fantasticuniverses.com. And for Steve, I re- also review comics, you know, do a bit of Batman for him, Suicide Squad, that kind of thing. And yeah, I've done some stuff for some other sites as well. Get Your Comic On, uh, Geico for short. I've done some comic reviews for them. Earth9DC as well. I've done some comic reviews and some TV reviews for them. So always doing something. <laughs> keeps, uh, keeps a man honest and uh, keeps the wool from the door. So yeah, it's... Uh, plenty going on in the sort of world of, of geekdom but that's not you know that's not everything in life uh, there's other things I enjoy as well I'm football obsessed I've had a season ticket on and off at my beloved Bolton Wanderers for the past 25 years 
which uh, this year was money well spent, not considering fans aren't even allowed in the ground. So last summer I parted with, you know, the best part of £400 and I've been to precisely zero games this season. Uh, Obviously the wonderful privilege is that I get to watch them uh, streamed for free on iFollow. So if I'd have just done that in the first place, I would have paid roughly half what I paid for my season ticket. So hindsight's always twenty twenty and a wonderful thing. But uh, for me, not so much. But hey, you know, it's uh, you've got to uh, suffer for your team. So yeah, Bolton, obviously been watching Bolton for pretty much my the last 30 years, really. Um, so that's always been a lot of ups, lots of downs. Never boring being a Bolton fan. I obviously have family as well. My other half, Sarah, my fiance, we've been together for uh, eight years now, is it? Yeah, eight years. <laughs> I have to think about that then. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been together for eight years. We have uh, four kids. Um, I've got three stepchildren and our own um, creation, so to speak, Oliver, who's six years old. Uh, and then I've got Callum, Rachel and Joshua as well. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, uh, big family life and all the rest of it. So uh, never a never a spare moment, shall we say. I think, um, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I tend to, once I get into something, then I'm in it forever, into it forever, I should say. So whether that just shows that I'm very loyal or I'm just stuck in some massive sort of state of arrested development, I'm not entirely sure. But all the things I liked as a, as a kid or as a, as a teenager, the same things I like now you know I like exactly the same music I, I listened to as I did back then the same bands uh, I you know I don't change um, I like exactly the same stuff comics that I read as a kid and I'm obviously goes without saying I'm still very much into that all the sort of music and the tv shows and films of the 80s and, and 90s is still the thing that excites me more than what's going on now. So I think I just sort of, when I'm into something, I go all in. I don't do half-arsed. I'm either, you're either in or you're out as far as I'm concerned. I don't really sort of think things are just okay. They're, you know, I either really love it or I've just got, not hate it, but I've got zero interest in it. Um, so in terms of, you know, what you might call geek culture, obviously comic books, uh, that's something I've been in into since I can remember really some people have asked have asked me that before like how how and why are you into comics and all I can remember is just as a as a very very young child my mom used to um go to like uh fleet what you call like a flea market or an antique fair that kind of thing on the weekends and there'd always be like stalls selling just like secondhand DC and Marvel comics from like the 60s and 70s or early 80s because uh, we're talking sort of mid 80s at this at this particular time when I was a young kid um, and she just used to bring them home. So I just have this um, sort of stack of these old comic books that never really bore any relation to each other. So you'd read a brilliant comic and it'd have like a story in it that was sort of to be continued, but then I never got the, the next part. So it's only as an adult I've been able to go back and finish these stories that I read as a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were the, the things that really excited me as a kid and, a, you know, as a sort of... Um, a boy with two sisters back then. Um, I've got a brother as well, but he was born much later. I was nearly 15 when my brother was born. So as a young kid, it was just me and my two sisters. So comics was everything to me. You know, it kind of took me on these sort of flights of fancy and, you know, all these wonderful larger than life characters and just filled my imagination up with all this stuff. Um, And as a kid back then, I used to have a lot of the figures as well. There was two main 
comic well, in terms of comic books anyway there was two main toy lines back then there was superpowers by kenner which was dc characters so like all, all your big hitters basically all your justice league characters you know your superman your batman your wonder woman green arrow green lantern flash etc 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 uh and then from the marvel side there was secret wars which again was all all your big hitters as well all your like your main avengers characters you know all the characters that litter the mcu films today um and i just you know they were only small like plastic probably like four or five inch something like that um nothing compared to the, the toys that are made today um but they were just brilliant and and god I, I weep when i think about as i'm sure a lot of people our age do when you think about the toys you had as a kid in the 80s or whatever and you think christ almighty if i'd have kept if i'd have kept them nice and you know if i'd have been the world's most miserable child and kept them all in the in in the box you know mint on card still sealed i'll be sat on an absolute gold mine now I'd have, i would have had a traumatic and awful childhood but i'd be thank i'd be uh thanking myself as an adult so i wish i could go back in time and tell my younger self not to let the dog chew the feet off all my toys <laughs> and not to um not to basically give them all away for next to nothing when i turned about 11 and thought i was too cool for for such things um but you live and learn hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it um but those are the things that really i was into as a young kid and like other kids of that age you know masses of the universe you know the he-man world all had a lot of those toys loved the cartoon as a kid uh, the a-team again i think most people of our sort of generation grew up on the a-team i think i seem to remember having one or two a-team figures as well uh, obviously, it was like saying Star Wars was very present at that time as well. Um, although I'm, you know, at the risk of offending virtually everyone, I was never the world's biggest Star Wars fan, but I do, I do like it. And again, you know, you wish you kept hold of some of those figures when you see what they kind of fetch now. Uh, even you know, even unboxed second-hand ones. I mean, it's crazy. But um, again, it's just uh, hindsight. So I think you know, growing up as a kid, I liked all that stuff, and you know, it's it's never really left me you know the things i grew up on are the things i enjoy now you know it's that was kind of the gateway to the, the man i am so i suppose it all was you know the the tv shows like the, obviously they the were reruns in the 80s but the, obviously the batman 66 adam west absolutely adored that as a young kid it used to be on on a saturday and sunday morning so I used to videotape it um anyone listening to this doesn't know what a videotape is <laughs> shows i'm <laughs> showing my age there but um you know that and the um, 70s Hulk TV show as well with Luther Igno as the Hulk crate painted green. That was replayed as well in the 80s. So I used to love those because it was that was basically all we had. You know, kids today, kids today don't know the bomb. They re- without wishing to sound like my mum or my uh, grandfather, kids today do not know their bomb because in terms of like having all this wonderful content to absorb and to literally be at your fingertips, you know, pick your phone up and watch whatever you want, you know, switch on your laptop, million streaming platforms and, and, and specifically like comic book based TV shows and films. They're literally now they're 10 a penny everywhere you turn. There's a new comic book film coming out, a new TV show and they're wildly popular. They're like the biggest thing going now. But when I was a kid, at least a young kid, we had now we had, Christopher Reeve Superman um and that was about it till the late 80s when you had obviously the Tim Burton Batman started to appear in 89 but that was 10 years old by that point so the, the preceding years Christopher Reeve Superman and was about it and obviously these TV shows that I've mentioned so it's just it's crazy to see how it's gone from <laughs> how it was 35 years ago to 
what it is now. It's just um, it's a quantum leap. You know, forty in the UK. You know, in the UK, what do we have? Four four um, TV channels. I mean, Channel Five didn't even come until about ninety six, ninety seven, did it? So we had like, unless you were, we didn't even have Sky in our house. I think my parents were too cheap or whatever, or made up some cock and bull about how you couldn't have it in the village where we lived or something. I don't know how true. I don't know how true that was to be honest. Thinking back, so you know, it was just the traditional four channels for us, and then the the occasional trip to the local video shop. <laughs> Things like because you didn't know any different, so it wasn't you know obviously now you'd go oh my god this you know life's over <laughs> you know four TV channels oh my god but back then you didn't know any different and it was a very different obviously the world was a different place no internet you know no no streaming all this you know you literally had your four TV channels you might get taken to the cinema occasionally and like I said you might get allowed to go and rent some videos out and that was it um but I was perfectly happy with that if I had to go back to that I'd be uh, depressed beyond re- beyond beyond reproach, but um, yeah, back then it was you know it was a more innocent time. I think kids now are because obviously they have all this choice and they've got so much easy access to stuff. I think they take it for granted. Kids now, I think back when I was a kid, and you know you, you kind of had to use your imagination a lot more to fill your time and sort of create your own fun. And you know, kids now don't really. I think I think it's a lost thing with this generation. They don't have that sort of making their own fun kind of mentality anymore, which is um, a shame. I mean, it's great for them to have everything they've got now, but I think thinking back, I think our generation perhaps were sort of blessed with a bit more sort of creativity and, you know, being able to sort of think for yourself a bit more because you had to. You say you don't really remember exactly how it came across, but you think it was your you know, your mum buying all these things for you. What was it about it that kind of spoke to you at the time? Um, I think it was just the, the characters and they just seemed so, so larger than life and so, so bright and just, you know, I mean, you know, growing up as a kid in the northwest of England in a small, beautiful, where I grew up in a lovely small village, but life wasn't exactly thrilling if you catch my drift you know it was lovely and idyllic and I'd love to go back there now but it wasn't sort of uh, you know a life full of sort of fantasy and all the rest of it but these I think they just spoke to me and, and trying to find I just wanted to find out more about who they were and you know trying to do obviously again harking back but now if you want to learn more about a character just just google it <laughs> just go on wikipedia and everything you want to know but back then it was like they were almost like mythical to me because all i knew was what i could find out from what i read which wasn't you know that much so they were like they were like um you know who who is this guy or this or this girl you know where did they come from what's the what's the real name you know what are their powers why are they dressed in this you know, this costume who are their enemies you know all kind of things you and the, and the guys cover on superhero for dummies show you know learning more and more about the characters and I, that was just it for me it just i just wanted it just hooked me in and i just wanted to not escape because i had a lovely childhood but it was just think you know go into like a bigger world a world of of magical stuff and mystery and, and and people with powers and things like that it was just just spoke to me as a as a young kid and you know, it still does obviously I've not uh, not changed at the age of 41 but I think that's what it was for me just just magic just pure unadulterated magic and, and great stories as well great characters um yeah it's it's just took hold of me and I've never sort of let me go since really I mean I think like most people 
most people I kind of speak to, you know, and I think most people have a similar story. As you get a bit older, you kind of can find yourself stepping away from it a little bit, you know, when you get a bit older, other things come into your life, you know, especially for me as a teenager, you go to high school, you're into your football, you know, I was obsessed with heavy metal music, still am. Um, so that was kind of took my focus away. So I suppose in the 90s, I was kind of... Having been obsessed with it in the 80s, I think in the 90s, I kind of stepped away from sort of comic book reading and all the rest of that that goes around it. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, probably my sort of mid early to mid 20s that I kind of wholeheartedly let back in with both feet to it. You know, I still had kind of vaguely kept abreast of what was going on and, you know, sort of would occasionally pick things up, but very few and far between. And then I think I just sort of got to an age where I stopped caring what anybody else really thought and just sort of fuck it, just embrace it and dive wholeheartedly back in with both feet, which I've done and continue to do ever since. It's crazy as well now because now it's become kind of cool. Back then it certainly wasn't, but because specifically comic books are so part much part of popular culture now and the like I was saying before, the, the biggest films at the box office every year you know a marvel and dc films aren't they they're the ones that get everybody talking and so everyone now knows who these characters are you know back then people knew superman was and they knew batman was and spider-man and hulk that was probably wonder woman perhaps but that was probably about it you know whereas now everyone's got an opinion and everyone you know everyone knows who iron man is and captain america and thor but back then they you know your average sort of person who didn't have an interest in comics wouldn't have had a bloody clue but now obviously it's it's everywhere and you see you know you see people walking around with the avengers t-shirts on and you think no it's probably not something you're massively into outside of the the films you've seen but hey it's you know it's better to have people being into the characters from whatever medium they're coming at it than than not and thinking it's something for you know losers in inverted commas um so no, I think it's really cool the way it's invaded popular culture. Although I do kind of have a, a little mentality. I think it's with everything I like in life, not just comics, everything, the the bands I like, the you know, everything I like to enjoy. I always have a little part of it that doesn't like it if it becomes too popular, if that makes sense. Because I just kind of think, well, I like it and I kind of want it all for myself. <laughs> you know, it's cool to find other people that like what you like because then you've got things in common with people and you can strike up relationships and friendships based around that but I don't know there is always a part of me that thinks I don't want the things I like to get too popular because then everyone likes in it kind of it becomes less mine and less special I suppose so there's a it's a dual-edged sword I would say getting older as well you become less bothered about other people's opinions uh and well people that don't matter anyway not not the people that matter but certainly you just think well fuck it this is this is who i am this is what i am this is what i'm into and i'll enjoy it and i'm not ashamed of it so people can like it or they can not like it that's fine it, everyone's entitled to like and not like whatever they want i've never judged anyone for what they like or dislike because i don't want people to judge me but I couldn't care less. It's people can do what they want to do, like what they want to like. But if they if they like what I like, great. If they don't, equally great. Doesn't stop doesn't stop me being your friend. I think my uh, my other half continually rolls her eyes <laughs> at um, when when the latest book or the latest sort of action figure comes through the post, you know. Um, but I think that's because I'm slowly sort of 
taken over the house and we're, we're drastically run, well, we're not running out of space we've run out of space <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sort of struggling now to where to put new things so i'm gonna have to sort of i don't know somehow dig a hole in the ground under the house and start stashing stuff there or something or or put something on top of the house to to uh, to fit it all in so i kind of get that i do understand that but um i think in general to, i don't know um I don't I think people can I think sometimes people would be a bit ignorant and think oh what are you into that kind of thing for and that for kids and um I always think well no it isn't because the stuff I read isn't for kids and there's no way you know like I said I've got kids at home there's no way I'd let them read half the stuff I read in terms of comics and things like that because I mean yeah there are ones you know you can buy specific ones that are sort of more family oriented and geared towards kids but then you know there's loads of stuff i read that's so violent and you know full of some harrowing storylines that there's no way i'd let a child read it so no i think people can be kind of ignorant to it but again doesn't bother me people can think what they like i think in some ways if someone it's again it just harks back to what i was saying before if someone says to me oh what whatever it is i like um, oh well, I don't think that's good, or I think you're daft for liking it. It probably makes me like it even more because you know it kind of thinks like I'm sort of poking the beast and kind of stir up a reaction. So <laughs> I don't know. It's probably just a it's a weird mentality I've got, but that's the way I see it anyway. Like like what you like, but it doesn't mean you can't. You have to just your whole life has to revolve around one thing you have to like, and then you have to sort of conform to a specific stereotype around it you know when I was in my teens um well I still am now but maybe to slightly less extent but back then I was obsessed with like the heavy metal of the time you know Iron Maiden, Metallica, Pantera all those kind of bands that were massive and and you know you'd be wearing your your Iron Maiden t-shirt or your Pantera t-shirt and all the rest of it and you know I didn't have long hair or anything as a teen I had short hair and you know, was relatively smart. Um, and so people used to say, oh, you like that, do you? You don't look like you do. And I was, I always used to think, well, how should I look? You know, should, should, should I have really long hair and all the rest of it and look like, um, you know, someone who, who, who's in a heavy metal band? You don't have to look a certain way to like a certain thing, I think. Um, you know, it's kind of, I think people sometimes can be a bit short-sighted and, you know, there's a stereotype about people who are into comic books, isn't there? You know, it's kind of a, a well-worn stereotype about people sort of living in the mum's basements and all the rest of it. And, you know, sort of nerdy, outcasty kind of people. And, and again, you don't have to be any type of person to like a certain thing. You can You can be from any walk of life. You can be you know, from whatever background you want, you can be rich, you can be poor, you can be short, you can be tall, you can be fat, you can be thin, you can be, you know, whatever ethnicity you want, whatever religion you want, it doesn't matter. It's 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 so irrelevant, it's untrue, you know? Just because you like something doesn't mean you have to be from a certain, you know, profile in terms of your, you know, your genetic makeup and all the rest of it, or, or your existence and the way you conduct yourself. It's, it's, it's complete nonsense, I find. You know, people can just be whoever they want to be and be happy that way. That's fine, you know. I, it, it kind of annoys me when people kind of think that, oh, you like comics? Well, you must be this, you must be that, you know, you must be this sort of weird person. And, well, maybe I am. <laughs> it's not for me to say. Maybe I'm a weird person. Certainly my... Um, uh, 
family and whatnot probably think I am quite weird, but whatever, um, that's fine. Um, so yeah, you can just be whatever you want. Uh, I, I do kind of understand where that sort of stereotype comes from, but I think it's so outdated now. And like I was saying before about how sort of things have become so popular anyway now, sort of crossed over into popular culture, whereas, you know, 20 years, 20, 25 years ago, 30 years ago even, they certainly weren't, but now, you know, everyone's on the bandwagon, so to speak. So I think that negative stereotype is, I think, slowly becoming less of a thing. Um, that's not to say that there aren't people like that, but again, more power to them. Be who you want to be. It doesn't matter. Um, as long as you're happy in life, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are. Who cares? Um, but I think that stereotype's kind of slightly faded now from what it was, and I think people are more probably slightly more tolerant and more accepting but you know you do get some people who think you don't strike me as the kind of person you'd be into the things you're into but I, i don't know maybe i'll take that as a compliment first there was the dc comics news podcast then came the spinner rack and now the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and battle me, nuts. I definitely do not fuck. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents... Mad Love. The Harley Quinn Cast. (laughs) Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or Dummies! Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network. All work and no play makes for a dull way to live, don't you agree? Join me, Adam Ray, and a very special guest each week on the Hostile Takeover, where they and I discuss their favourite game PC, console, board game, or tabletop, whatever they decide what we will talk about. Let gaming be the way forward. Working's too much. It's time for a hostile taker. Coming soon to a podcast feed near you.
Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. Movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. daughter's massively into anime right now uh, obsessed with it but i'm i have zero interest in that and never have it's just again i'm not gonna only likes it because it's I'm, I'm aware of just how massive it is you know when you go to like comic-con probably 50 percent of the stalls are like anime related selling some kind of anime paraphernalia or books or memorabilia so she's very much into that at the minute and loves she seems to be buying books left, right, and center on it, which is great because that's kind of, kind of a form of what I like to do, but it's a completely different sort of genre and something that I've never really had a massive amount of exposure to and don't really have that much interest in. But it's nice to see that, and you know, I welcome seeing that and hope it's something that she'll, you know, remain interested in rather than it being like a, you know, a, a passing fancy or something like that. We'll see, I guess, as she gets a bit older, she's 14. So, you know, she, in a couple of years, she might think it's, you know, sort of a bit childish when she's more concerned with trying to plan a night out, you know, um, who knows? Um, but with the younger ones, uh, they've not really shown much interest in it. I mean, my youngest Oliver is six and, you know, I've just tried to sort of point him in that direction, putting all the sort of superhero cartoons on the tv for him and whatnot you know we've taken take them to see the when the films come out try and take them to see them at the pictures and what have you um but i'm trying not to be too guilty of forcing my interests on them I, no, no one forced their interests on me when i was a kid so i'd like them to just find out things for themselves and and again like what like what they like and you know more power to them it's just completely part of the lexicon now. It's just so ingrained in everyday life, isn't it? Geek culture, and not just comic books. Every every part of it, isn't it? You know, Star Wars is as big, is, is as big as it's ever been. Even even now, forty odd years after the first film, it's always oh, just still huge. You know, other things like that. You know, um, Star Trek still massive. There's about 
God knows how many different Star Trek TV shows still in operations. Can't keep up with them. You know, even Masters of the Universe is coming back this year, isn't it? Kevin Smith's sort of the brains behind that. So that'll have a resurgence. Transformers is still huge as well, like it was when I was a kid. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff, like like I was saying, just then anime as well, that's that's huge. So it's all just part of everyday life now, I think. Um it's not it's not a niche thing anymore, like perhaps it was way back when. So I think kids now, they're just so used to being surrounded by it and you know, whenever they turn on the TV, there's some reference to it, you know, be it a you know, an advert for something or a you know, a trailer for a film or something like that. So social media is just saturated with it as well so whenever they go on the you know the facebook or whatever it is the kids are up to these days the tiktok videos and all the rest of it it's still you know that all that kind of stuff just permeates into everything so i think i don't think they have that kind of roll their eyes attitude because i think they it's just everyday life for them you know with with me as a father slash stepfather they've got no choice really because i suppose it's something that i wear on my (laughs) i wear on my sleeve every day but um, yeah, I think they're just even if even if I had zero interest in this kind of thing and, you know, was a very different person and had interests that were completely different, shall we say, from from all that, I think, and I had, had nothing in and around the house of it. I think they'd still kind of have exposure to it simply because you can't get away from it now. In terms of comic books and why they're and why those are the Beast franchise now, I think it's because the people behind them started taking it seriously. I think, I think rather than trying to make comic book films or comic book TV shows that were sort of campy and, you know, um, full of too many gags and sort of borderline winking to the camera and, uh, and all that kind of thing. I think they just realized that, you know, these characters deserve proper stories and being treated seriously. And, and not only that, I think, you know, they realized it was a massive audience for it because even before, um, you know, the explosion in sort of the early two, probably 20 years ago, really, when the first X-Men film came out, or possibly a year or two before with Blade, although Blade was an adult film, so I don't think that had the necessarily as big a, a splash as what came after. So, yeah, probably X-Men in 2000 through to now, so like 20, 21 years. I think pri- prior to that, um, the audience was there, but they just weren't being catered to. I mean, you know, comic books have been around since, you know, especially these DC and Marvel universes have been around for decades, decades and decades. Um, so the, the audience was always there, but I just think they didn't treat it with the reverence. And I think, you know, people in Hollywood or, you know, people at TV studios probably saw them as a bit of a a joke and probably didn't treat them with the reverence they deserved. But I think once they did, they realized that, not only will the, the fan the fan base is already there. They, these films don't have to find an audience. You know, we see it every day when they announce, you know, whatever character is suddenly going to get a film made or whatever character is suddenly going to get their own TV show. Then the discussion on you know social media or on forums, I guess, um, it spreads like wildfire, doesn't it? Everyone's clamoring to know, you know, oh, who's he going to cast? You know, what, what, who? who who's the villain going to be and then who's going to play who's going to play that villain and and the audience is there because you know they've been there for so long entrenched and in these characters so i think once they started 
sort of realising that if we make quality films that are well-made, big budget, so they don't look cheap and good special effects that'll stand up, that not only will the, you know, quote-unquote nerds turn out to go and watch it because they love these characters, but the general audience will come out, come out as well because at the end of the day, people want to be entertained. People want to, people want to go to the cinema and spend the money because something looks good, you know. So you've got to mo- to motivate someone to get off the backside and leave the house and go and pay their whatever it is now at the cinema to go and watch a film. You've got to make it look good, you know. You've got to make it look worth the while and, and something that, you know, people think, oh, I've, I've simply got to go and see that on the cinema screen. So I think once they started investing the money, big money, proper money, in these films, then that's why more people started turning out you know you, you've got to compete like saying about star wars and star trek and things like that you know these massively budgeted huge special effect bonanzas spectacle movies um you've got to compete with that so as as long as you can put yourself on that playing field then yeah you're always going to get people turning out so i think because now they're at that level where they can especially with marvel they can put virtually anything out and people will turn out in their droves to come and see it you know you know if, uh, whoever thought we'd get a film about ant-man but we did well we've had we've, we've had two we've had two of them and there will be a third in the next two or three years it's confirmed but you know ant-man for god's sake but you know there you go i mean people forget it's it's, it's hard to think about it now but prior to the first iron man film how many people you know, obviously, you know, us fans know who Iron Man is and that not and whatnot, but your average Joe on the street, if you'd said, who's Iron Man? They would have gone, uh, I don't know, is that a song by Black Sabbath, maybe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> which it is, great song. Um, but, you know, or, or is it the um, the book, the Iron Giant? Is it the Iron Giant? If you'd said to someone, who's Iron Man? They would have gone, I don't know. But now, if you say to someone, who's Iron Man? Everyone knows who Iron Man is. Everyone knows who Iron Man is. And everyone knows who Tony Stark is, you know. But it's easy to remember, prior to that first film coming out in 2008, so what's that, 13 years ago, no one knew who he was, you know. No one knew. But now, because they've Marvel are at that sort of level where they've executed everything pretty much, pretty much flawlessly, one or two films that I don't think are great, but my opinion's no more valid than anyone else's so who cares what i think they they made still make a lot of money um they're at that level now where they've put that universe in such a good place that they can literally go here's our next film it's character blah 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 that you've never heard of but you know we'll put it out anyway and it'll make a, a shed load of cash you know so and, and dc are not quite there because they've had some missteps and and what have you but I'd like to think that they're on the right path now to sort of right in the ship and getting their films in the right place. So I think, you know, put out whatever you want and people will turn out for it. It's crazy now. Oh, it's Marvel. You know, that just that just that brand name now means so much to people that they will go and see it, even if they've no idea what they're about to see. They go, oh, it's Marvel. It must be good. You know, must be good this. Um, we'll go and see it and nine times out of ten it is very good so yeah it's just it's just crazy how things have come on in the last you know decade and a half to the level that they're at now where it is literally the, the biggest thing going 
It's crazy. It's crazy to think. I, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, I could only have dreamt of these films. I used to dream that there'd be these all these TV shows and all these films, all these characters that I love, and it's it's brilliant. So even when they come out, and you know, I might not like who they've cast. I might not, I might watch the film and think it's not quite what I would have liked to have seen on the big screen. I'm not one of these people who just just shit on it and then slag it off and you know just because it wasn't quite what I wanted you know I'm, I'm I, but at the end of the day I'm just grateful they exist <laughs> it's very rare that I'll see you know something's been announced and go oh how awful I'm just like oh wow that's brilliant you know be great bring it on I say you know and if it is bad then history will judge it to be bad but just the fact that it's actually being made is something that wow was me and um i think we're living we are literally living golden age for this kind of thing it's crazy it's 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 absolute peak now and you know there might be a time where the bubble bursts and and it becomes less of a thing i mean everything goes goes around in cycles doesn't it you know you it's like you you had that period in time where the spaghetti western was was the thing you know but now western films westerns are still made but they're not they're not that many, are there? You know, there's not that many westerns released every year compared to way back when, when there were so many. You know, so everything goes in everything goes in cycles. You know, so eventually, you know, we'll, people say, "Oh, one day this sort of comic book movie TV bubble will burst, and there'll be audience fatigue, and people will have just had enough." And gradually it will start to maybe fade away maybe it will i mean who knows it's going to be very interesting to see how the next sort of decade rolls on and whether people do you know obviously the fans are still going to lap it up but the the general audience who you need to get on board if you're going to make the really big box and cross over outside of your your enclosed fan base it's going to be interesting to see how you know they keep them on the hook because you've got to I guess you've got to keep it fresh. I suppose if you're just rolling out the same old stuff out all the time, people are just going to be like, oh, God, another another Batman film. Oh, great. You know, or, you know, uh, another Avengers film. Wow. Um, I mean, I won't. <laughs> I won't be like that. I'll be, oh, yeah, great. Yes, brilliant. Yes, give it to me now, please. But I just think in the terms of the general audience, there's going to be some kind of drop-off at some point. It's inevitable because people get bored. People people are always looking for the next thing, aren't they? What's the next thing to get into? It's like, it's like music. Certain styles of music are big in certain time periods, but then sort of fade out of favour, don't they? But then might come back later. You know, like heavy metal was massive in the 80s and then in the, you know, or sort of 80s, 80s style of metal and then, you know, in the sort of early 90s when grunge hit, that kind of music really took a dive in terms of, not in terms of its quality, I mean, people were still making great stuff, but the popularity of it fell off a cliff. But then things go in cycles, and then that kind of music has had its sort of time in the sun again now. And, you know, grunge didn't last that long. It was kind of a burnout quickly kind of movement. And then, you know, these sort of bands who'd sort of had to endure that find that into the 2000s, they sort of regain the popularity. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that cyclical, cyclical, I should say, um, sort of fads move and whether that's going to change over over the decades. It's going to be interesting to see because I don't think it can stay at this level of popularity forever. Only a fool would think that. So just sort of expanding it back out again into general geeky culture life. 
I was wondering how you think these things have helped you in your normal life. Um, I've, it's probably given me a thick skin. Um, I, I've, you know, I've, I've always said in my life that, you know, I, I'll like what I like. And if people like, like that too great, if they don't, that's great too as well. I'm, I don't really care if people want to knock me for liking what I like. So I think it's helped me develop a thicker skin and having a thick skin helps you in most aspects of life really these days you know your professional life you've got to have a thick skin your personal life you've got to have a thick skin just life in general you've got to have a thick skin I think to to kind of get ahead so I think that's helped me in a way um I don't know I think it's also helped me sort of creatively speaking maybe um although it's hard to find a creative outlet these days I suppose but you know it's helped me with you know, being able to write pieces and things like this and, you know, being able to just, you know, harking back to me, me podcast show, just, just being able to, you know, create something like that. I mean, it's, I still consider myself a rank amateur when it comes to that kind of thing. And I'm completely flying by the seat of my pants every time I hit record, like, shit, what am I doing here? You know, how am I going to fill a, an hour or however long with someone and not sound like I'm a complete bluffer, you know, but um, I think it's, given me a sort of creative outlet in life so I, I like that and I just think it's it it fires your imagination and especially at a time where the last year that everyone's had where you've not got many options have you in terms of entertaining yourself everything's everything's shut right now isn't it okay you can't have an evening you can't you can't go to a pub you can't go out for a meal to a restaurant you can't go to the cinema you can't go to the theatre you know you can't go bowling you can't all the things that you would do in an evening to entertain yourself you can't do you can't you can't even go around to someone's house right now you know you can't even do that it's it's, everything's off the table so you've got to make your own entertainment and I think being so much into something like that and having so much of it at your fingertips and and just having it rolling I think just having it rolling around in my head sort of helps me because even when I'm so, I mean, it's a really, it's a really sad thing. But when I'm lying in bed at night and I'm not asleep, I'm always my other half is always asleep. Like as soon as she sort of hits head hits the pillow, she's gone. She's gone. But to be fair, she's up earlier than me, and you know she's uh, brushed off her feet all day, so I'm not knocking her for it. But she's out cold, and I'm usually just lay there awake by myself for quite a bit. And you know, I start making lists in my head and things, and and it's just the most stupidest stuff in my head just it just occupies my brain and stops me from getting bored or going insane so I'll be I'll be laid there in bed going right like can I name all the MCU films in order and then can I name who can I name who the villain was in each of those films and can I name did they did they die in those films or did they survive in those films and sort of make out those lists or I'll go back and think right I went to see this band in this year at this venue and um what song did they open with and then what song did they close with and just trying to make all these really weird lists in my head but it's it's I don't know it just fills my head with something to do when there's literally nothing else to do you know there's only so many tv shows you can watch or stuff you can do when you're literally sat at home every single night with nowhere to go and no one to see so it just I think being so strongly into something like that just just gives you a bit of mental stimulation. I think 
what people are miss I think people are too concerned with what other people think in life and you know too worried about their own image their own self-image or how they think other people see them and I think you once you let your guard down maybe and and just try something you know think oh maybe I'll give maybe I'll give Star Wars a go maybe I'll give the Marvel Universe a go Maybe I'll look at Star Trek, you know, anything. Harry Potter, for God's sake. Anything that's like a, a genre-based thing. It's it's just the sheer depth of it and the sheer amount of stuff you can get into. It's not just like an open and shut case. It's not like picking up a, a book or like a standalone book, a novel or something like that, where you'll read it and go, well, that was, you know, that was a good good story i really enjoyed that very well written you know very good characters in it great story you know really had me hooked and great ending you know what a read but that but it ends there doesn't it you can't read it again for we can't read it again for the first time so i think if you sort of you know pick up something that's created to created to connected to uh, geek culture for want of a better word it just it's a world of infinite possibility you know it's you can literally be taken anywhere um and not just that you know gaming for example you know i'm not i'm not the world's biggest gay i've got a ps4 at home and i'm not i don't you know i'm not clamoring for a ps5 i like let's be i can't really afford a ps5 if i'm being honest not right now but um, maybe in a in a further down the line when they're a bit more affordable i'll get one but i'm not the world's biggest gamer but i you know that's something i enjoy doing as well you know here here and there you know just ones with um ones with an interesting story well written with a good character and you can go on these incredible journeys there i think it's just for me and i think that's what people who you know think about the stereotypical person and oh well if they're into that then they must be like that and that means i can never into that because i don't want to be perceived as being one of them um i think you just if you have a go and just try something that's you know maybe considered more in that realm it's a world of of infinite possibility and it's a world with worlds with so much depth to them and you know like i was saying before i've had kind of gone down a, a dark uh, alley there but what i was saying about if you read a book it's 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 great and you'll enjoy it and you know great stuff but then it's it's done with and dusted but if you you know if you try something like it something to do with marvel something to do with dc something to do with star trek star wars harry potter anything lord of the rings whatever there's so much more that goes around it that you can then draw into you know you might you know watch a film that's part of one of those worlds you might read a book that's part of one of those worlds you might play a game that's part of one of those worlds and if you like it, then, oh, well, I really enjoyed that. What else is there? Oh, right, well, this book I've just read, this um, book about Superman, this graphic novel, Superman, really good. Oh, well, there's 80 more years worth of them out there. Oh, maybe I'll try another one. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, what else is there? Um, oh, there's all these films that he's in. Oh, I'll try them. Oh, they're really good. Okay, what's next? Oh, uh, computer game? Yeah, I'll get one of those really enjoyed that as well there's just so much there's so much meat on the bone you know if you want to really get your teeth into something then just do it and if you don't like that kind of stuff fair play to you if your interests lie in other walks of life and you know some people have very other interests 
completely different interests that are completely removed from this world and that's fine do whatever makes you happy all power to you that's what life's all about making yourself happy but i just think people should worry less and less about how people perceive them that's certainly what i think you know i wear my heart on my sleeve i'm not one of these people who likes all the things i like but does it in like a closeted fashion i'm you know i'm proud about what I like you know literally every day of my life I wear a t-shirt that is either some dodgy heavy metal band some some comic book character or some weird sci-fi concoction um but that's every day of my life you know every time I sort of tweet something on on social media it's very rarely about myself or my personal life it's usually about some book i've read or some film i've watched or something like that you know and just you know i'm not trying to be something i'm not um so people just need to i think to be less less worried i think about perception and just give things a go try if if you don't try it how do you know you don't like it is, is is my sort of philosophy on life you know so people should just do that see where it takes them you know there's a there's a whole world of enchantment out there to be found um, and people should just go and find it because at the end of the day sometimes all you're left with are your own thoughts and you know your own you know especially at the moment when there's nothing else to do you know all you've got is your own thoughts and what puzzles me is when people say oh i'm so bored you know i'm so bored stuck at home every night well, how can you be bored in this day and age? There's so much to do, you know. There's so there's always a book to read. There's always a film to watch. There's always a TV show to start, you know. There's always a, a video game to play. There's always a CD to put on. You know, it's all about enjoying what's out there, enjoying the arts and, and giving it a go is, is my motto. You know, try it. See what happens. What's the, wor- what's the worst that can happen? I think people just need to have, a, have a, an old, more open mind and just give things a go. with his show on the Comics in Motion podcast feed, Mandatory Marvel and DC. If you'd like to contact Max, you can do so on Twitter at MaxiBurn, M-A-X-Y-B-Y-R-N-E. Super Dummy production for Fantastic Universes. Find out more at fantasticuniverses.com and superdummy.co.uk slash geek. You can contact the show on Twitter at Era of Geek or by email geek at superdummy.co.uk. You can support the show and Fantastic Universes by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasticuniverses.